0: This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I believe
1: yeah, me. Yeah, Blessing yeah, when the land is more committed. yeah, yeah, yeah As long to see yeah, yeah, me. Blessing yeah, when the land is more cometsy.
0: All right, thank you for joining us once again on ShrimpNet, the Shrimp's Trust podcast, uh, to discuss the uh, the team and uh, having a week off. And uh, so, joining myself and Joel, we have our ever active board member, uh, Charlie. Welcome along, Charles. Even gentlemen. Uh, and to discuss the impending, uh, with us, to discuss the impending Exeter, uh, which half of you will have uh, already seen will have beaten them 4 0. Uh, the world cup and uh, a surprise shrimps international 11 which we've dreamt up uh, we have uh, also with this long-term fan posh michael gibson thank you for joining us michael
2: uh, hello one and all
0: yes and uh, we're recording this just as uh just before we came live to record this just to let you know how live it is we were chatting away and it was one nil to spain and by the time we started recording it's 2-1 to japan so i'm sure you're aware when we're recording it so there you go Right, Exeter, gents, what what are we reckoning? I'm going to start, open the story with, I always, uh, I play football on a Wednesday night and Barry Roach is there doing his coaching school. So we always have a bit of a two-minute crossover. And after the last three games, Barry says, somebody soon is going to get a Tonkin and he feels it's going to be Exeter on Friday night. He says, I can just see us putting four past them. And the interesting little tidbit that he said was, Cole's got his head back on. You can see it in training. That's what he said. Joel, discuss.
1: Yeah, it'd be a good time for it to happen, wouldn't it? I mean, Exeter, they're an interesting side. I think they've done very, very well this season. I think coming up, they have had that continuity of the manager still being there. Obviously, that has now changed. Uh, He's now gone to Rotherham. And they've done okay over the last few games, but uh, obviously they went out of the FA Cup last weekend. They did a, a defeat against Ipswich last time out in the league. But before that, they beat Peterborough. So, I mean, looking at the results, they've been quite up and down. They do look like they've got a few goals and uh, goals, and then they've got some decent forwards. Obviously, Giovanni Brown's a good creative presence up top and uh, they've got Jay Stansfield, He scored a few goals. But like like you say, they're not one of those kind of, Top teams that we have faced a lot, a lot of the time in in recent home games. They're not like a like you know a derby or an Ipswich or even a Portsmouth. You know, Portsmouth are doing really well this season. So, if we can kind of match those kind of performance levels that we've put in against the caliber of opposition that we've recently faced at home, then hopefully, then you know, Exeter might be that team in line for a Tonkin. However, I'm not going to say too much because I am afraid of curses and jinxes.
0: Um. Uh, Charlie, um, do you are you buying into this that we are creating it? I mean, look, we discussed the Lincoln game last week. We hit the post twice. We had another good chance. Keeper made a good save. And then we finally score. And you're just thinking, you know, the performances, particularly the home performances, Derby, Portsmouth, and away at Lincoln, we should have, you know, and I keep, I keep repeating the same mantra week after week. The ones we've drawn, we should have won. And the ones we're losing, we should have drawn. But uh, could Exeter be the one? Charles?
2: Charlie. Yeah. So yeah. Internet, internet issues. Yeah. I, I Hopefully will be. don't had his usual uh, time off with the players. They've probably been training every day, even even had two weeks off. Yeah. But um, I think uh, you know Cole. Cole nearly had a chance to need for thirty five yards out against in the first game, and he yeah. scored in the second game, and he looked, looked so much more perky. You never know, but um, like I said, like I said, for you, it's like broken records. Every week, every week we're on here saying that we should be getting more luck, and more goals, and more more victories. And uh, I, just, I just think it's time because there's a bit of a with the ownership thing going on, and the, there's a bit of an undercurrent of frustration going on. I think if we're honest with it. If we're honest, we honest with each other, and we need to just try and get a couple of good results to try and get some positivity back.
0: And that's all it would take, posh, wouldn't it? A, you know, a couple of wins. Which we are, you know, in my, you know, my personal, view, it's long overdue. We've got people coming back from injury. Jake Taylor played particularly well in the league game against Lincoln and made it obviously made a difference with him and Weir and Shore in midfield because we had loads and loads of legs all afternoon. Uh, and obviously, Max Melbourne's back, um, and hopefully it won't be long. I mean, obviously Ash Hunter's due back this month, so it'd be a nice time to start picking some wins up.
3: Yeah, it's that big the problem is that, that kind of psychological gap now between the bottom four and uh, Cambridge and Anaki You know, there's 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 a two-win gap now. You know, you there's a lot it's gonna take a while to call that back. It doesn't matter how, you know how we play. We you know, so um that's looking like a bit of a bit of a bridge. Um and some we've got to escape out into that because I think there's actually a few teams who look Vulnerable, and you keep thinking they're a bit more vulnerable. You know, above us, Cheltenham, Aki, um, even F- Fleetwood have started to dip yeah. a bit. Um, Cambridge, particularly, yeah. Um, so there's plenty of options for us, but we, like you say, we just got to grab those wins. Uh, as for the Exeter game, I, I frankly don't care because t- two weeks ago, uh, some friends from London said um, we're up at the weekend. Uh, I said, oh, brilliant, Friday night, yeah, great, yeah, Friday night so I immediately booked the table for dinner and uh so yeah then realized that Exeter was on a Friday not a Saturday
0: and that was that was uh, that was to prevent England finishing second in the group and playing on a, a Saturday afternoon and yeah uh, to nobody's surprise we topped the group and we play on Sunday night
3: <laughs> yeah so there'll be me and basically all of Exeter who won't be at the game probably because yeah who, who, if, who's going to do that trip
0: yeah well if it's if it's any consolation uh, and I shall be lamenting this next week if we happen to get past Senegal and France happen to get past Poland mm. uh guess who's who's booked in at seven o'clock at pizza margarita on Saturday the 10th <laughs> when that when France versus England kicks off me uh, with a, a long-term mate who's again oh, I'm coming up for the weekend oh great we'll book a meal didn't even look at the bloody fixtures. So I'm the same as you if we get through. There
3: you yeah, was well, the same problem on Tuesday, sat in a bloody restaurant. Really? Had my phone under the de- under the table while I'm talking to people. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. But, yeah, How's the work going for you? Uh, oh, got the three a, a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, always the way. So, That's
0: yeah. me getting excited. Yeah, well, yeah, we yeah, can yeah. do it. And you do, and, uh, just as a matter of interest, uh, to, those, to those to those who are, uh, uh, are just watching now, Costa Rica have equalised, which is hilarious, but there you go. So it could be bye-bye Germany. But Amazing. The, yes. Uh, this World Cup's full of surprises, and that's what I want to talk about, the World Cup. Um, obviously, a bit of a remiss not not mentioning what's been going on. Uh, my take on it, uh, for my two pennants, I think the refs have been pretty blooming good all, all yeah. along. Thoughts on that? i've never i don't think i've ever heard you say anything like that about a referee before <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly i am i'm incredibly i've got very high standards but i think the refs have been uniformly pretty good pretty good yeah. they've yeah. got most things right and the only thing i will say that's annoying me is argentina and portugal getting soft penalties us in canada, us in canada being denied penalties well, worse incidents than the two penalties that were given in the Argentina and Portugal games yes
1: actually you, you just said they got most things right one thing they dif- definitely didn't mm-hmm. get right was the uh, the. if anybody's seen it, the penalty that they gave to Argentina last night which was uh, which was a shambles uh, nope. and
0: oh, the handball,
3: <laughs> I, the I, handball I, one as well where the uh, against <laughs> Portugal and he, he drops down <laughs> yeah, kind of throttles yes, down that back he touches back. the ball <laughs> they're like, what? Yeah, which, yeah.
1: We, we have to admit we're less of a penalty than a uh, uh, Carl Leatherham punching Scott Bennett in the face.
0: Yeah, exactly. But
1: the the real question of it is how much of a penalty were they compared to uh, John uh, O'Sullivan John O'Sull- uh, being cynically scythed down Inside the uh, inside the Newport area, it's the real question. That's the real comparison.
3: Well, Stephen Stephen Drench and uh, Clayton Donaldson, you know that's that's <laughs> still It's Probably in terms of the most important uh, non penalty of all time. That's probably one of the big, big, big ones for us. Yeah,
0: that was. Uh, yeah, there, there, there's plenty. Well, like I said, the refs have been uniformly good. It's been VAR that's letting it letting it down a bit. But uh, that that sort of tends to happen, doesn't it? But uh, I've been. <laughs> apart from the fact that I, I, I am now obviously uh, uh, in a situation where I can watch most of the games and you'll be happy to know that I have sat through every single one of the 5 nil 0s It's
2: a nil nil of
0: three, haven't Yeah, well, yeah, that, that, that this afternoon, I, I, I was laughing my head off because I was like, well, Croatia were interested, but consider Belgium and Croatia got to the semi-finals four years ago. It was bloody awful. <laughs> it was There was a passage of play in about the 44th minute where both teams gave it away about six times in a minute. And it was like, good God, this is like watching under sevens. They're all crowding around the ball.
2: Apart from, uh, apart from England, what's been your favourite game so far?
0: Uh, I think that three-all was pretty good. But I also
2: liked... Uh,
0: go on. Which one? Uh, Cameroon. Uh,
1: yeah, that's it. Yeah, Cameroon to everyone. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the Ghana uh, win three two against South oh, Korea, yeah, was, yeah. just because the last twenty minutes, including that ten minutes of stoppage time, were just Cameroon packing out their box yeah. and uh, South <laughs> Korea swinging <laughs> balls in. It. Yeah, it was incredible, and just the amount of tension and just kind of. Every time there was half a second that the ball broke loose in the box, there were about four or five Ghanaian players just hurling themselves in front of the ball. I just found that that very entertaining. I, it did kind of remind me of uh, the last, last few minutes against uh, Tramir and Newport in the playoffs. Just every yeah. time, like packing the box, every time the ball goes loose for half a second, just players paddling in front of it. Good effort.
3: And of of course, course, obviously, yeah. trying try to work out Morecambe connections really—it's been you know Danny Ward coming on. I don't
1: first ever. No, don't
0: go there yet. Don't go there yet.
3: Well, no, I mean I think we can. I think, well, no, it's a nice introduction to what we're going to discuss later. But I just it think is. you know it having does. having a first ever ex-Morecambe player playing a World Cup finals is pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, it was impressive. And to be <laughs> fair, when when uh, England were dominating and were two two nil up. And I felt a bit sorry for him on that Rashford second goal when he made it 3-0. But then, thankfully, he made three really, really good stops and kept it down. And I was thinking, well, if you're a Welshman, you're going to be thinking, well, yeah, all right, Danny Ward may have been partly culpable for that third goal. I don't think there was anything wrong with the the free kick. His mistake was moving slightly to his right before he went, but it was a good free kick. He went in top corner. But it was nice. I would say to Sal, I, I hope Danny Ward does really, really well for the rest of the game, and he did. He made three really good saves, didn't he? Kept it down to three instead of six. Yeah. But so, what's what's your, what's been your favourite uh, game of the World Cup, Charlie? Spain
2: Germany was good. I enjoyed that. Did you watch that one? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah It they was do, quite intense, wasn't it?
2: Germany couldn't get through by passing through. So, put this massive unit on him, just scored loads <laughs> of. Happen- <laughs> Absolutely, you know. He even took the ball. off it's something I like to do when playing with Fabio F- F- James Wakefield. Just is about to shoot, take the ball off and smash slam it in. Yeah, and and uh, and 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 the, I thought it was a really really good finish and uh, said it really well. Spain, Spain, a bit <laughs> until they got two one down. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were they were probably the only team going to get um, probably the favourites to win it. I thought, but uh, what they're going to they're they going to be second now, in there? Yeah.
0: At the moment as it stands, they are second. Yeah, they are. So that, that's a surprise for whoever plays that <laughs>
2: ultimately our to lose, obviously, but anyone's to win. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean I I can't I can't remember what my, my other point was about the uh, World Cup. I'd like to say the VAR, it is what it is. It, you've got you've gotta you've gotta take, you know. Oh I, I was gonna comment I'll comment and apparently apparently our uh, the English FA have come out and the Premier League have come out and said uh, they're not interested in implementing the added time, which I think it's good that FIFA have implemented the added time because because they did their own study, didn't they, and found out that the ball was only in play on average fifty two minutes, so you you're only just getting over one half of football. So I think it's good that they've been adding on when teams are wasting time. You know they started straight away, didn't they? Adding seven and nine minutes on and what have you. Uh, and uh, personally I think that's good you're getting your monies with what about you Joel?
1: Yeah I think it's, it's interesting I think it, it might be a little bit of a segue at some point in the future because I, 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 I know it has been floated around by some kind of rule makers and I think it's probably not the worst idea of, of, of having a stop clock like they do in rugby or, or something yeah. like that um, yeah. but instead making halves 30 minutes each so it's an hour overall which yeah. is probably going to take around the same amount of time as a 90 minute football match does but, yeah, it's just one of those things where it kind of sounds like a good idea. I'm not entirely sure, but, like, at the same time, part of the reason that makes you unsure is just because it's change, and change is always a bit freaky.
2: You imagine <laughs> from the last game of the season and we're uh, and we we, 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 we we winning 1-0 and there's 12 minutes of injury time. <laughs> yeah.
1: <no. laughs> I'll be getting very angry about the amount of stoppage <laughs> time at this, that point.
2: Bullshit, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> been
0: three minutes back in the day. <laughs> exactly but the thing is and I, I take your point I think I think you're right I think there is something to be said because rugby league there is no added time they just stop the clock every time wow. the ball isn't in play in rugby league so if you stop the clock i not for throw-ins and corners but like say for instance uh you know goal kicks uh and treatment to players and substitutions yeah and injuries. if you that, stop the well, clock every it, single time then 45 minutes is what you get, and then 45 fair, minutes get that Right, there's no need to, to play any injury
2: time. That's fair to some magic magic person just adding on 10 minutes, isn't it? It's pretty fair to do the stop start. Yes. I think so.
3: Apparently, though, the one reason that they're kind of backtracking a bit is because it's messing up TV schedules. Uh, exactly. So you don't get enough, you don't get enough adverts in. You don't uh, get oh enough well, follow up and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it shouldn't yeah. Effect, so it all messes up. Well, you know the ten o'clock news has to be delayed and all that nonsense. You know, and everything else. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh,
2: wait, oh my man. God. Costa Rica two, Germany one. Oh. <laughs> what the
1: hell? Oh, this this is the World <laughs> Cup that keeps on doing. What are the keeper are doing
0: there?
2: This
1: what, is 11. hold it. G- Japan and Costa at the moment. Japan and Costa Rica are going through. <laughs> oh, <wait. laughs>
0: No
2: way. Yeah.
3: Spain are out. Oh, my God, they are. You're
2: right. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is like a joint commentary of the game oh. the going on. Oh, this is... That's oh,
3: this amazing. Archie
0: this is comedy oh, oh, gold. Germany Most have fantastic. I'm, I,
3: I, I don't want to watch it because I'm, I'm trying to concentrate on this and then every time I look over <laughs> there, it's just like, oh, my God.
1: Well, sadly, I, Germany have just equalised. Oh, you're kidding. Oh, so now... It's back to, but they're still going out, but just Spain are going ahead. Yeah. No. This is, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, we'll no, Spain we'll, are going through. Yeah, Spain are going yeah. through at the moment. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> oh, This <laughs> is amazing. Anyway. The,
3: Charlie like that. was Charlie Charlie was saying about that uh, you know the goal of the goal for Germany when in Nicholas Fulkrug, and it was just like you just you know that he's going to be the one player that, like Fulham will pay sixty five million for now based on one goal and <laughs> yeah. then it'll, and they'll get relegated and he'll so score he like two yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll score a tap in and then you know miss one from six yards in the final game of the season to keep him you know try and keep him up they'll get relegated and
0: well like. just just as a matter of interest uh, Romelu Lukaku had an interesting afternoon didn't
1: he <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> poor <Paul laughs> fella. I think um, you could tell he was coming back from injury and he hadn't had a lot of football because that that just that level of sharpness to be able to took away those chances just wasn't there, was it?
0: No. The one the one where he hit the post, he was unlucky, but then the header, he should have done better. He didn't move his feet. Uh, and the one that hit him on the chest, he, he would just look surprised by, it, didn't I he? know,
1: yeah. I mean, that's the thing. you think if you're fully sharp, you'd be alive to that. But no, you could tell he was a... Mm. Bless yeah, him, and, full uh, time. He looked very upset. Bless him. I
0: think uh, I think somebody put on Twitter my granna they put that in. <laughs> <laughs> oh I hey, up. Charlie's keeping us up to get. Oh yeah, here we go. Here's the German equaliser. Yeah. So Shame, uh, that. Okay. oh he might be offside. No, he's not. No, it was fine.
3: nice while it lasted.
0: It was nice while it lasted. <laughs> yeah. Now Spain Spain are back through, but Germany is still going out.
3: Yeah, looks like it.
0: that's Rica gutted. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So there you go. Right. So um, we've been enjoying the World Cup. There's still plenty of time to go. Uh, obviously, me and Posh are not going to watch any more games because we're <laughs> busy doing other things. <laughs> um, uh, but I, bizarrely, I will be going to the uh, I will be going to the exit again. So, uh, do you want me to give you text updates, Posh?
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be lovely. I mean, I've, I'll, I'll again. I'll probably be having watching it under the table. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So yeah, but fingers crossed.
2: Anyway, so uh yeah, um you can pitch an iPhone in the World Cup every absolutely,
3: game. Absolutely, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. you can. You can. I think I think that'd make Posh really excellent company while he did
3: <laughs> <laughs> You but, come all the way from London and I'm watching my phone underneath What, the what would you like?
0: What would you like for you starter, sir? Oh um, I think I'd like some of the oh never, no. Not, <laughs> oh sorry, yeah. Um so Charlie, before we move on to uh our comedy international 11 uh you've got a bit of a boardroom update for us from ben i believe
2: okay it's going to be going online tomorrow but i'll give you uh, done on friday i think we'll give you some some uh some uh tidbits
0: all right nice one thank you
2: um we've got um first of all the ownership issue which is ongoing uh we're still uh, we're still I know there's some interested parties. It's moved on a bit further than it has been going, but um, it's not quite there yet. But there are there are some uh, people ahead of the pack than, than others, I think now, and uh, they're they're speaking to Bond Group about that. So,
0: no, uh, uh, so that so is that Saudi Arabia, Qatar, or Kendall?
2: It's uh, it's uh, none of <laughs> the above. All right.
3: Okay. Are uh, you are you confident none of. Uh, you're confident that there's going to be a conclusion in terms of a sale when I mean, obviously, where, where they win in the, in the near future. I mean, ideally, obviously, before the next transfer window closes, it would be quite nice, but that's not true. The
2: point is that, 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 that you know, it's a, it's a very saleable club, you know, the, 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 it's a very pretty simple transaction. Hmm. There's no, there's no there's no debt there's no it's, it's a really good opportunity to get in, to get invested in, in, in a football club whether you're a local person or not um and we, we we just want to as a board of directors want to make sure that the buyer the buyer, the buyer just get get through is, is the right person for the club and uh is, is doing it for the right reasons and uh hopefully yeah. when we get to that stage we'll be able to have a bit more influence on it though obviously you know it's up to the the owner to um, to um, broker those conversations further down the line. If sure. I have been uh, a um doing the job correctly, you know, we, we spoke to the FL, you know, they've made sure that they have tightened up a lot, you know, I've been reassured by Nick Craig, they have, they have really, really, really stepped up their fit and proper persons test from from even from two, three years ago. Um, it's really, really much more stringent now. And um, we will be on them like a, like a rush to make sure that uh to um to get through properly you know we don't want any messes around like we have before so I was looking yeah. up in the inside uh, from the outside sorry and now I'm looking at the inside of Jeff, James and I in, in addition to the previous people as well we'll all be making sure that it's it's done with proper due diligence but uh, I'm sure it will, hopefully it'll be concluded in the next couple of in the next, next few weeks I hope But um we'll, that
3: um, I'm, just, I'm I'm guessing then that due diligence process has then come down to you as directors now, because I think originally one of the difficulties was that you as directors obviously weren't party to the discussions with the owners, um, because obviously they they own the you know, Jason owns the club, so we you know the position sell But has that due diligence process now come to you? You, you'd be getting introduced to the potential buyers. Due,
2: due not quite yet. Due diligence will will due diligence due diligence will be taking place most mostly the efl side right because we, yeah. we to 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 uh to question things and we'll be making sure we really really do a you know uh a stringent job on it and um if, if, if there was I, i'm pretty sure though from looking at it that, that uh anyone who's involved invo- in, in in interested in, in in the opportunity is uh is not going to be the sort of joseph carla joseph carla style now i, don't, I really don't think that could even get through nowadays um, the, 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 I've 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 spoken to the FL a couple of times about what the process is and you know it's, it's it, 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 it there's been there's been so many bad examples in the past of what's happened that, that probably couldn't happen, but that doesn't mean that the person with the most with, with the uh with the uh, the biggest the biggest wallet and the biggest price will actually be the best person to buy the club, right? You know, someone who who's, who's yeah. he's, he's in it for the long term, who's who's got who's got money for the long term, who's got money to invest, he has got money to um, be be a proper custodian of the club for the for the, for the long for the medium to long term, you know, and that's what they've got to do with the EFL fit mm. and proper person test, with with the FFI form they've got to fill in, with the they've got to show the cash flow for the next three years, they've got the funds where it's from. So hopefully it will uh, it will conclude in in natural time, but uh, uh, I know you obviously realise that Jason Jason wants to move on as quickly as possible. We need to get some sort of um uh stability mm. not stability we are, we are, it's, it's pretty stable as it is but obviously we need to be able to look to the future and you know yeah. I, I I personally feel that I'm in a situation where you know with our plans we've had we've taken we, we can't we just can't go any further there's, there's, there's no money available no. um we can't we can't do anything we're hamstrung but we're, the clubs the club's are running the club's are running okay you know we', we we're, 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 we're stable and um because we've got enough money, money, enough money to run the club, but we just haven't got any money to in, inject extra funds to, to fund things we need to fund. Um, See,
0: this is the problem with executing a three-year plan and, get, and doing it all early. <laughs> yeah,
2: true
0: well. but, you know, that, That'd be a nice Christmas present anyway, or even if it just comes in the new year, that would be good. So, I've got yeah. on the Charlie. What else have you got for us?
2: Um, EFL Together campaign, uh, supporting communities. We're doing that, we're, 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 we're going to be a big, uh, There's sort lots of community based uh projects to be getting on with, which work with community sports, which is really exciting. to we'll be announcing that women's football, remember the 11th of December, yeah. Um, off, um, we've already sold 200 tickets, brilliant, for that, right? Um, so the Morkham women, remember it's not Morkham ladies' streets, right? Morkham women, uh, Morkham women, um. And uh, there's hospitality options, roast dinner, football, and roast dinner in the same place. Buy tickets, so that's that's the Workington Workington Reds on the 11th of December, which, which is should uh, quite good. That was my
0: Cumbrian Academy, especially for the YouTube viewers there.
2: there you yeah. go. Academy got some new players, and we do need to make it make it. Did you know there's been some uh, unfortunate incidents at Lincoln with some da- um, vandalism?
0: yeah Rod mentioned
2: it very, last week yeah very disappointing we've had to actually obviously we haven't got any, much money as it is we had to pay well we didn't have to pay we volunteered to pay for the damage to be fixed yeah um Lincoln are really really good to us when we go there yeah you know, they let's let let Stuart, Ray and uh, Harry and uh, those guys into the um into the director's box the other day and they were pretty really well then then some people go and smash up some of the um, the the, uh, the the ground which is not great but you know we need to make sure that's not happening in the future uh, Ollie Howes has been made head of medical school cool. that's good for yeah. him yeah, and uh, and uh, Harry Harry the, Harry the analyst is moving on
0: Harry Taylor yeah
2: he's moving on yeah he's been he's been uh, he's he's got a job with a can I, can I announce the club I'm not sure I can I won't, I won't in case I, I get told off but he's moving on He's been absolutely brilliant. He's one of the first guys we hired when we when we were trying to professionalise the club when we first came along. Um, he gave a really amazing presentation about Forest Green, I remember, in League, uh, in league Two. And he, had, he came with this dossier of what, what Forest Green were going to do. And we lost the game. I think we lost 2-1, but he absolutely called it exactly, perfectly right, yeah what they, the way they played. So he was a great hire. So thank you to Harry to all he's done there. Um, JB's bar is open on England Senegal yeah I think you need to buy a ticket online so free tickets but you need to take it online
0: yeah
2: welcome Twitter's changed from shrimp official to Morecambe FC um I don't know to make it obviously the people can probably search you better I suppose um and then half season tickets support some sports last, but half season tickets we decided to not sell them this season because um the full tickets were, were such good um good uh we've we sold many season tickets full full tickets were, and there's this limited available anyway so obviously we want to maintain the, the match ticket revenue and income so we're going to be doing um we're not going to do full uh half we're going to be half pricing tickets and the sports survey is open if you can uh fill it in if you haven't filled it in already there's a link on the website Tell us what we're doing, what we're not doing well, and we, we make. It, hopefully, you've seen the things in the past. We've always taken feedback on board and uh, and tried to make things better at all times. And there's some Christmas stuff coming up, Christmas parties, and uh, I'm sure you mentioned about the toy appeal for the uh, for the. Um, sure, sure. Trust.
0: Yeah, that was uh, that was that was a thing. Uh, it, it, it's gone really well, hasn't it, Joel? That.
1: I am on mute. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the toilet appeal has gone really, really well. So uh, yeah, there was loads of uh, loads of response for that at the uh, was it the Portsmouth game? It was at, wasn't it? it yeah, was. there was loads of response there. Uh, we've still got the Amazon wish list open. You can get in touch about uh, drop offs. I think they're they're doing drop offs at the club shop still. So yeah again you know it's it's wonderful that that's been such a big success uh a big success as well. so yeah again so, you know it's been it's been a good few years in a row that it, it, it's been done now so that's that's really good and we're also doing a uh a food appeal as well uh for food banks and that'll be at the Charlton game on the 10th 10th yeah and that is in the current it's pretty much all sorted now I believe so uh there, there should be a uh a van outside the ground that we'll have sorted out for people to do food drop-offs but there'll be there'll be a bit more of that and uh on social media as well to you kind of them
2: i will donate 200 tins of mushy peas and 14. <laughs> wow,
1: crazy. i'd expect absolutely yeah. nothing less from charlie i would expect nothing less and just final thing from the trust as well there is a uh there is a christmas party in the works it's either going to be on the 19th or the 20th of december um i don't think it's been quite confirmed yet but it will be on one of those dates so yeah Lots of good bits of report. What's going I mean. on?
2: I know, yeah. I know, yeah. yeah. Was... Before we go to, the, uh, to before the International Eleven, number one, Jerry just scored to make a 3-2. Yeah. Oh. Number two, what did I say about Danny Cowley at MK Dons? In the about last podcast. Good,
1: about how good yeah,
0: yeah.
2: he was. Yeah. Derek was learning through a false sense of security and we weren't actually
0: that bad. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It'll be actually strange. It. Strange, strange how it pans out oh. isn't it so uh, <laughs> Germany winning it's still not doing the slightest bit of good because there's still six goals behind Spain <laughs>
3: yeah right um, the, on. well, one thing I was going to mention was the the Twitter and it's really interesting because um um we I because I set up the Twitter feed so and I call it shrimps official because somebody else had called themselves Morecambe FC for some reason anyway but it was a little bit oh was, that, was bonkers, I, yeah I, I, so what I
0: wanted to do with it but I didn't realize you were the, you were the one who named it
3: yeah, when I set it up, when I when we set it up, we I, I was determined to do it because I just said I was saying to Steve Wright and a couple of others who were at the club and said I'm just going to do it, you know, nobody, um, and I'll I'll do the tweets, I'll help out, I'll do whatever's needed because we were the last one in the whole 92 except for Manchester United, so <laughs> Manchester United were the last club in the 92 at the time to have a a dedicated club club feed so we got in ahead of them um and at the same time we set up the vine which is like the precursor of uh, tick tock and we were the first club in the uk well the first um football league first football league club ever to have a vine account so at least we were first for something but we <laughs> called them all at the time we called them all shrimps official because it was just you know a lot of other clubs were using it so it's uh an interesting day so for me anyway then now it's going to become just Morecam more fc, <laughs> FC.
0: Uh, yes yeah, it's, it's the sad passing of uh, posh's influence well the most
3: the most the biggest tweet i ever the biggest ever retweet i'd got wasn't nothing to do with more fc at all it was the day that. um there uh, Derek Morecambe's actually got his leg cut off and oh, right. it was an all the national press my tweet was an all the national press oh there you
0: go you but
3: that but everything else like got about two <laughs> it, likes and that got, got about I don't know fellow. whatever
2: yeah
0: yeah 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 I was I was relieved of my duties I was relieved of my duties thanks to Matthew Lorenzo Not understanding a northern colloquialism. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Matthew Lorenzo, who is a national journalist, who uh, I I said, uh, I think it might have been at Crawley, and Cole had a shot, and I went, It's gone in the car park, I'll fag it. And Matthew Lorenzo said, What does this mean? I'll fag it. Is that some sort of. And I was like, and I was, I answered him obviously, and I said, no, it, Tom Brown's sc- school, school a fag is someone who goes and does the jobs for the posh people, for the posh boys. I said, so it means you go and do things for them. But uh, we got apparently he complained, so I was like, the club were like, oh, we don't want you to do the Twitter feed anymore, and I was doing the commentary at the time, so I was like, yeah, fine. And I Matt, Matt, Matt
2: over exaggerating and biased and partisan.
0: <laughs> oh no, no, yeah, no! Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. That I, I. I was. I was. Uh, I was all of those things, but at least I was professional. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, our final little, with the World Cup being on, we just decided, and obviously, you know, last week seeing Danny Ward appear uh, as an, an ex-Morcom player to appear in the World World Cup, we decided to try and cobble together an eleven uh, of internationals or. Former internationals or people who went on to be internationals uh, who played for the Shrimps. And uh, I think we've done all right here, gents, to be honest. I think we've done pretty well. So we'll start with goalkeepers. Uh, and obviously, Danny Ward's the obvious one. But Joel, uh, with it, there's a couple more, aren't there?
1: Yeah, we're, we're quite blessed in that department with players who feature at international level. Obviously, there's uh, Trevor Carson. who has got. No, no, no. He's been the North iron set setup. Uh, Jokul anderson Andresen in the uh mm-hmm. youth setup up uh, Iceland, uh, Christopher Mafumbi, I yeah. think he was a uh, Congolese, wasn't he? Oh, uh, he was the there. Uh,
3: Democratic Republic of Congo,
1: of oh, yeah, Democratic oh, right. Republic of Congo, and uh, was, I believe Daniel Nizich featured a few times for the uh Australian youth team squads, so we've got a few, but I think uh, yeah. uh, pre uh, prior to the podcast, Posh had a good one.
3: Yeah, Shwan Jalal um obviously played for he played for the England oh. national 11 for the uh, you know the non league one um when England he was awoken day. but then he he um he got called up by Iraq yeah. Yeah. and uh, right. but wasn't able to play because of injury so his only one appearance with, was in the ha- first half of an unofficial friendly at the opening of a new ground in Kurdistan oh. At <laughs> a uh, uh, team called Zaco in the yeah the Zaco International Stadium. So like,
0: also, first half
3: and an unofficial friend. That's, that's pretty
0: Yeah, that's game. pretty tenuous link. <laughs> uh, also, also the uh, the the miss, we're missing one as well. Joe Lewis appeared for England under twenty ones while appearing for Morecambe. So. And he was bre-
1: he was in an England squad as well in the Caribbean. He was, was that? But- was yeah, that after he he'd he gone, repla- wasn't yeah,
0: it? it was after he left, and he replaced somebody late on for injury. Yeah, somebody got no.
1: injured, yeah, in the seniors, yeah. So I do remember. i remember seeing a couple of shots of him on the bench in the on uh, the coverage.
0: So we've got quite a few keepers there. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll move to I'll move to centre backs first because if we start on left backs, we'll be here till about you know half past ten. Uh, so centre backs, uh, the the honestly the, the one. The one that everybody remembers, uh, who, who went on to be manager of Crewe, but um, played for Gibraltar. Dave
1: Artell, yeah, Dave Artel, absolutely.
3: Yeah. And I b- yeah.
1: believe he's he's had some. Uh, he's, he's he's played against some stellar opposition. Uh, he's faced. Uh, who, who's he faced? Because I think he faced Germany. I think they lost nine nil or something. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, he did, going yeah. A, and but they play quite a strong team. So he, he was against you know your, your Mullers and Marco Royce and and players like that. I think he might have faced off against Lewandowski for Poland as well at one point in the qualifier. So, I mean, to be honest, I think you can take losing eight or nine nil on the chin if it means getting a chance to go and play against those players when you've been a kind of clogging lead two centre back your whole career.
0: I've, I've I've got this I've got this view of Lewandowski's seventy seven bedroom mansion, and on one of the bedrooms is a gibraltar shirt with moose written on the back <laughs> <laughs> i could be wrong i could be wrong but there you go uh so right have we got another center half.
1: uh
0: Stephen old, steve steve old yeah. Steve, yeah Well, I, uh, i'm testing you now you see right, I, right. That, there'll be times when you'll be asking me because i've only got okay half, well i've got about three quarters of two, but steve old uh obviously he didn't. He didn't. He was. He was previously a New Zealand international and had officially retired from internationals when he signed for us. Mm. But he had featured in World Cup qualifiers, etc., etc., and the uh Oceania World Cup qualifiers. So.
3: Yeah, there's a no, there's a really tough question for you. Which Japanese team did he play for? Uh, oh,
0: that, oh, that's a good one. No, who was it. Yeah,
3: it was Shi Jazwang Yongchang. <laughs> just he
0: just made that up. <laughs> no,
3: I didn't. I didn't. It isn't. It's true. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it earlier. I'm keeping that. Yeah. She no. Wang. She Jazwang, Yongchang.
0: I was hoping it was going to be Fukushima Antlers, but that, <laughs> that's even better. So yeah. um, uh, so right, we've got we've got two centre backs. Any more centre backs? Any, that anybody knows of?
1: Yeah, uh, Yan Songo is eligible for Cameroon. He's he's eligible for <laughs> he is eligible. I like that. He's made himself available and Cameroon. also he is actually the son. Of former Cameroonian international goalkeeper Jacques Songo, who I what? believe played in La Liga as well and had quite a decent career.
0: Oh, you have been doing some dangerous research.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that was, and what's worrying, that one was already in my head.
0: All oh, right, oh, crikey, yeah, that's 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 sad. right. Uh, right backs, go on, who have we got as right back? Because I can't find anybody. I was thinking, I was thinking, we've had quite a few when Stubby McElroy was in charge. We had quite a few sort of Northern Ireland connections, which we'll come to later on. But oh, I've just realised Ryan McLaughlin. Of course, Ryan McLaughlin, Northern Ireland. He's got a couple of cats, hasn't he? I think he has, yeah, Yeah. he has. And he was was actually in the squad. uh, Actually, uh, you know, so it caused us to have a a game cancelled him and uh, the left back we're going to talk about. So there you go.
3: (laughs) The home countries are a little bit boring. Now, yeah, there is but there's still internationals.
0: There's still internationals. All right,
3: but, the, but, well, can I can I give you the one, and I don't know whether he played right back or left back. I'm pretty certain he played at left back, actually, but, uh, but I'm going to bring him into this equation now, which is probably, the, for me, was the most interesting international, because we're talking about home and county, even though it's home counties player, was Martin Giles. Now, Martin Giles signed for us, and he never played a game for Morecambe, sat on the bench, oh, Did no. about, uh, never played a single game, and he played, Ash, he had more caps for Wales, obviously. He did play more games. What was famous about Martin Giles, why it's an interesting player for this international, was we got fined because we didn't even know that he was an international. So when we signed him, we didn't get international oh, clearance. Yeah. And Morecambe, Morecambe's only ever fined for signing an international. Oh,
0: that's, a, that's <laughs> There you know, that's go. Fantastic. That's, that's fantastic. Well, uh, I'm going to, uh, although he never played... We could add him to this stream of left backs, because the left backs, obviously the obvious one, Greg Lee. Fantastic. Uh which is, you know, but then you look at it and you think, it's me. Uh Keith Newton. Keith Newton started his started his career at Blackburn, uh, got signed by Everton when they he played about the last sort of dozen games when they won the league in nineteen seventy, made his first England appearance against West Germany in nineteen sixty-six not in the World Cup, but in a a, a post-World Cup game. Uh, And he played 27 caps for England, Keith Newton, ended up playing for us in 79-80, and his legs had gone. Um, And Keith Newton at the time, when he he played in the 1970 World Cup, uh, Alf Ramsey was, you know, he he was criticised for being sort of quite old-fashioned. But him and Terry Cooper uh, were fighting for the left-back spots, but they were both equally good at getting up and down and we used the fullbacks over the halfway line a lot, which was revolutionary at the time. Uh, and it's what Holland ended up doing in '74, and we started that in 1970. Strangely, but there you go. I think I think Charlie's asleep here. There's <laughs> the game. It's, it's 17 seconds to go. Oh, oh, is that right? Oh yeah. Wow. Oh yes. Yeah,
1: Jumping down from the illustriously England capped Keith Newton and the fans' favourite of Greg Lee we then descend into the pits of Tony Capaldi for that. Tony line. Capaldi, yeah. <laughs> oh, t-
0: Tony Crapaldi, as he was known. Yeah. There, you know. uh, but he, was, he was an international. Uh, he had he had quite one, a few caps, honestly, He was not impressed with uh, the training at Mark.
1: <laughs> Which, you know, in fairness to him, in hindsight... it <laughs> was probably... He might have had a
0: point. <laughs> yeah, he might. Um, to add to that, we've got, um, uh, you know, very illustriously... We've got we've got an England international who scored the winning goal in the European Cup final. And he didn't even finish his career with us because he went on to play for Netherfield and then Barrow. Because that, that was uh, Alan Kennedy, whose brother Keith played on as uh, right-back in the mid-80s. But Alan Kennedy played for England twice in 1984, but he scored, was it 81 or 82 he scored the winner, didn't he, in the uh, Part of Prince?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the only uh, goal...
0: So there you go. And the only one other one I can find, we had Ryan McGiven on loan. Uh, and he played 24 times for Northern Ireland. Yeah, was so, he on loan for Man United? Man City. City.
3: City. City, sorry. Right. Very blonde yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah.
0: So there you go. So we've got a plethora of left backs, but we have got uh, Steve Old, Dave Artell and Ryan McLaughlin. So we've got a back four. right? Mm-hmm. Midfielders, this is where this is. Uh, and... I have to say you came up with the best one ever with uh, with our Belgian friend. Um <laughs> you, you can do the introduction, Joel. I think it's fantastic.
1: Yeah, uh the, I, I couldn't think we we've we struggled to find anybody who's actually got an international cap in midfield. So we had to kind of just go for international players generally. And of course, who can forget the mythical figure that is Belgian uh Belgian zone Florent Cuvelier, who was Builders a, uh an a incredibly talented midfielder, a bit of a playmaker. I think might have played 15 minutes in the Papa John's Trophy, and part of the reason he was playing for us is because he was always injured. I think he had a spell at Sunderland, so he was, you know, he could have been going places. Maybe he could have broken into the Belgian team at one point. I, think, I mean, but obviously his injuries have hampered his career massively. Uh, it was a great feature. I think it was a BBC article. Uh, they did with him uh, that he uh, about how he used to deliver pizzas in between uh, professional contracts, uh, but yeah, I think you'll be know exactly, <laughs> exactly. I think that, uh, I think I think he might be the strongest candidate because the hype and uh, apparent talent talent level he cool. has that never got fulfilled kind yeah. of reflects how he how his career went for us, and maybe <laughs> theoretically he could have been a Belgian international, but obviously we'll never know.
0: Well, unfortunately, as you say, he, we never got to see his pedigree. Uh, but then again, he never really qualified for Crufts either. You know. But, uh, the, uh, it, you know, he was unfortunately uh, stuck together with Bostic, Pasha, apparently.
3: Well, I, I, it, I mean, everything that was said before, I mean, you know, captaining the Belgian under-19 team, you know, being seen as, you know, apparently at the time there was France football or whatever it is, you know, actually yeah. had him down as one of the, most promising players in Europe and he ended up finishing his career f- completely at Morecambe. Um,
0: Angela delivering yeah.
3: pizzas. pizzas. Yeah, absolutely. It just,
0: it's a salutary lesson in uh, in keeping fit and keeping your options open, Charlie. Mm-hmm.
2: Charlie, I'm just trying. I'm just wondering where the teams, the teams have made in the international appearance. Didn't. I thought he might
0: play for the French youth <sighs> team.
2: Or something.
0: Oh, yeah, it's a good shout actually. It is a good shout. I like I like that, Toomes. Yeah, I'm academy. surprised I'm, um, yeah i'm surprised yeah i'm surprised but there you go and, anyway.
3: and, and did Tio, tony diani obviously he must have been an international
0: uh, well you know it's <laughs> such quality you know uh, such quality. i'll never
3: ever i'll never ever forget that harley pool away game oh, when he no, came no. on and it literally was like it was like we'd taken two players off rather oh, yeah. than put, right. take them one off and put one on it was just he just single-handedly destroyed that game
0: yeah. and he got
3: substituted as a substitute he got substituted, which yeah. there's only been a few of them in Morecambe history. And that was one of the probably one of the most notorious ones. He was so awful that game. True.
0: Yeah. And strangely, we we, we in the in the mid 80s when we had Joe which as manager, mm. we did actually have an international in the middle of midfield in Peter Sayer. Um, many people will remember Peter a uh, popular player at the time, uh, played for Cardiff, played for Wales quite a few games, uh, got a big money move, uh, went to Preston, played in when the Preston were in what is now the Championship, uh, played quite a few and then settled in the Preston area and Preston let him go and he just ended up funding out for for Morecambe. Cool. And uh, he was a very influential player, but like I say, Welsh international. So that's that's my contribution.
3: I to the- have you? I have another one, which is oh. Ryan Zico Black. Obviously, if you're thinking about it internationally, played for Guernsey. So
0: he exactly. did,
3: um, yep. for Guernsey. And I'll, then, but I if Marikana. you want,
0: Marikana. yeah, but obviously,
3: if you if you want, then yeah, play at a stellar. Yeah. playing an international game is what he did at the American Art, which is extraordinary, you know, to play alongside Zico and everything else. And then what was it? A Chelsea player who was on loan in the Netherlands plays him in and he goes and scores, goes, in, yeah. you know, in front of like 60-odd-thousand at a charity match. Extraordinary. So, yeah. On, a, on, on All an because answer.
0: his dad called him after Zico.
3: Yeah, brilliant, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I wish my dad had given me an interesting uh, (laughs) football player to be named after. (laughs) Yeah, 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 it's, it's... It is all but
3: but you got to bear in mind, he did play, he also played for Northern Ireland as well. So he played for Northern Ireland as an under-18, under-21, and then yeah, bizarrely and then. ended up playing for Guernsey. So Guernsey, yeah, yeah that's yeah, that. right, so, yeah, that's a
0: good Well, we've got three in midfield. Does that mean we can find... Well, Terry, Terry McFlynn as well, of course, Northern
3: Ireland. But, Terry you know, then Mid- again, midfield, another yeah. one who just, you know, came to us with all that brilliant Northern Ireland stuff, came to us and didn't do very much, and then went off to... Um, australia and just became an absolute star over there yeah, sydney. United. he was at uh, sydney
0: united and apparently he's he's still there now and he's a folk hero according to aspers yeah uh, totally uh, he's a folk hero at sydney united because he did really really well for them but yes sorry if we got midfield uh we've got uh <laughs> florin cabellier ryan zico Black and peter sayer half your Alfie, oh, yeah, Alfie yes, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. hey well remembered yeah brilliant
3: Probably oh, how, oh no. yeah yeah so we've pretty much got an entire Northern Ireland team coming yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the sort of thing that I've noticed
0: yeah, good shout quick shout yeah. out maybe
1: for Kenny Takano uh first yeah. Japanese player to Obviously never down played down in as well the, yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah. The, well, the first uh Japanese player to score in the FA Cup which is uh Probably topical because uh, Japan have just gotten through to the uh, the next yeah, round. That's
0: right? Sixteen World Cup knocked out
1: Germany.
3: The, uh, that Germany.
0: Brilliant. That was uh, very famously at Emily uh, on an absolute horrible night, uh, and we ended up losing. Sort of uh, losing in the FA Cup, and and uh, as was the want at the time, that was this. I think that was the first round, and then they got somebody else in the second round, and then got West Ham in the third round. And uh, we were we shot ourselves in the foot, but Kenny did score that. And I, yeah. I, I always remember being on the North stand when uh, I think we were playing Northwich Victoria and uh, Kenny went through and this bloke hacked him down in the D. And we were all so busy shouting at the ref, going, Aah! and this little lad in front of us, said,
1: Oh my God, they killed Kenny!
0: <laughs> <laughs> which was one of the big chaps from South Park, which was yeah, like, no, why did we not think of that? <laughs>
3: fantastic. <laughs>
0: So yeah, good shout, good shout. I accept Kennedy Kano even though he probably only played for uh, Japan Universities oh. or something like that. Yeah. But there you go. So go on, who, who else have we got? I like Terry. McFlynn. Oh. So got Terry McFlynn. Uh, uh we uh, Jonah Younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly.
3: Jonah
1: Younger. Who's
0: well, he's never—he's never
3: quite he didn't actually play to, for Kenya, yeah, did he? No.
1: Administrative no. issues have foiled him on both his international <laughs> call-ups. So uh, he'll get there one day, Jonah. Well, he's doing quite well for St. Mirren up in the uh, in the Scottish Premiership. He scored—he scored against Rangers and the Celtic, hasn't he? Yeah, he
0: has,
1: yeah, <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh,
3: brilliant. I yeah.
0: think I think Kenya will end up. He is now clear to play for him. Yeah. So, uh, think he is uh, the next player. African nations, look out for Jonah. I've got,
2: a, I've, got a, I've got a midfielder who's played for two nations.
0: What? Oh, I'm impressed. Go
2: on. I can't believe you haven't got this one. Jensen Weir played for Scotland in the 16 and the 17s, and yeah, yeah
0: that's for- true. Yeah, we mentioned. True, well, yeah. he was on last week, and we mentioned it. And yeah, when- yeah, And he's chosen England now. He's played for England in the 20s, hasn't he? Yeah,
2: yeah. It's Scotland and England. so That's two. Yeah, that's
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Jensen,
2: of course. Under twenties is quite a high level, really, as well.
1: It you, is. You, you're yeah. The place against some, like you said, you, you know, playing to get alongside some really, really good players at that. Yeah.
0: Level. So we've got Jonah up front, and also I'm I'm going to give you one England cap in 1962. <laughs> a player who started his career in Morecambe and ended it playing for Morecambe in the Northern Premier League, but made his name. When Blackpool, when Jimmy Armfield and et cetera were playing for Blackpool in the early 60s and were, like Burnley, were a decent first division team, Ray Charnley, one England cap. And he was from, he, he played for Morecambe, started his career in the Lancashire combination and ended it in the Northern Premier League in about 1969, 1970. But he started playing for Morecambe in like 1955, 56, something like that, as a young lad. So there you are. That's tenuous, I'll give you that. <laughs> there will be people listening to this who can operate at the internet who will remember Charlie. <laughs> One of them includes my brother. So.
3: It'll be fascinating to see who other people can bring up. I think there must be some more out there, some really oh, weird, and wonderful ones down the years. You know? I can think cool.
1: of... We've got uh, forwards who have not quite ever done anything internationally, but technically do qualify. So Carlos Mendes Gomez, I think... Was it Senegal who were apparently having a little bit of a sniff around when he was first breaking through?
0: Yeah. I think so. I theoretically, you... if they get an injury between now and Sunday, yeah. you
1: can get a call. Up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And then uh, any others? I think David Car-
3: reading... O'Carroll was your other Northern Ireland one. Oh, uh, yeah, David yeah.
1: O'Carroll. Uh, I do also remember reading something on, on the internet that apparently South Africa at one point had a little sniff around Tom Barkhausen. Oh, right, Yeah. I think, but. Bye. Yeah. Quickly, bit of a strenuous one but yeah they're, 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 we're a bit limited for our forward option so I'm having to scrape
0: the barrel well that was me doing the Ray Charlie thing I was like well, <laughs> yeah. you know well, in 1962 never seen again seven years later playing for Morecambe Northern Premier League so, right.
3: <laughs> so when when you get your 11 together there is only obviously one team that they can play against and because it and is... it's the only international team that I can ever recall that we've ever played against was Jupin of Lvov yeah that's right yeah. so um I, you may not remember this Shelly, but basically um it one one dark night we got all these messages where people had to ring each other in those days you know tell <laughs> each other that there was a game on that more yeah. had this friendly short-term organized against this Ukrainian team and they were like world beaters and um what was his name the really famous Ukrainian player I can't remember and and my uncle Peter is then general manager yeah he used to play for them and he's like absolutely never even had a clue and uh they, they were Ukrainian. Andre, what's it? What's, oh, anyway. anyway um, and he said he played for them and all oh, this Shevchenko. kind of stuff. So, yeah, Shevchenko. He said, claim Shevchenko. Shevchenko used to play for them and all this kind of stuff. And then, so some Wednesday night, we were all there at Christie Park.
0: 200 of them. Really
3: big, really decent crowd. <laughs> Gary Thompson was a full Morecambe team out. They're all thinking they're playing this really good team. And it turned out to be a bunch of students from town in in the Ukraine. And I think we were 9-0 up at one stage and then we just said, right, just walk through and score. You know, it was an extraordinary game. And I think that's the only international team I can recall us playing against. So there you go.
0: Well, uh, you. On, on that note, if you've listened to this and you we've, we've <laughs> omitted anybody, please feel free to slag us off live on Twitter uh, or go on to Shrimp's Voices or go on to Shrimp's Talk or uh, Morecambe FC fans on Facebook and let us know what a complete set of idiots we are. But Charlie's been doing his research while we've been live, uh, while we've been catching up on uh, Japan and etc. and Germany getting knocked out. Uh, Posh has done a bit of research. Joel's certainly done some research, research, digging up people who qualify but never played for anybody. And me, I've just dug out the old shrimps book and, and found, whoa, Ray Charlie, Alan Kennedy. That's the best. Oh, Peter Sayer, they're the best we can do. So, But we've got 11. We've got 11.
3: We got eleven internationals on the day when Germany finished the bottom of a league in the World Cup. You
0: can't beat it, can you? And on that note, um, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for indulging us. It's been fun. Uh, Charlie, thanks for the update. Posh, thanks, thanks for the insight. Joel, um, good work with the trust as always. Uh, I hope that um, we do get. You know, we'll, we'll we'll talk about the food bank thing next week because obviously we can really push that before the Charlton game is uh, hoping by the time you've listened to this that Barry Roach is absolutely right and we've spanked Exeter 4-0 uh, you heard it here first, Barry is the soothsayer if so, I want six numbers off uh, off uh, Saturday's Lottery if that happens, but thanks this has been ShrimpNet, uh, this has been episode 17 I think of the season thank you for listening, enjoy the rest of the World Cup, we'll see you next week <laughs>